Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Kevin Frisbee and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. There are many outside forces influencing your portfolio. The pandemic, geopolitical events, and certainly inflation. If you feel a little anxious about your pending retirement, stick around. We've got some tips to help bring that anxiety down. Call it Financial Xanax. Hi, this is Coach Pete. And if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin is president of Frisbee & Associates. Uh, he is the author of a book called Every Dime Every Day and uh, so much more. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Hey, Steve. And let me get this clear because I don't want my compliance department thinking I'm giving drugs out. So we're okay. not really giving we're not really giving Xanax, by the way. Okay. Maybe a little financial Xanax well, in the yeah. info we'll talk about. But again, but that's I, I that just kind of leads into what I want to talk about. And that you know people are anxious right now, and and I know that you know there's a lot of instability out there. And and so again, how do you calm them down? How would you describe that? In other words, just kind of keeping folks on an even keel. Listen, the anxiety is on a high note right now, very high. I know it's the highest I've seen it probably in my whole practice of helping people with their finances. And, and uh, you know, the conversation, Steve, uh, from my angle is the fact that we manage money tactically and we're not just sitting on our hands and, and hoping that things turn around. We're actually actively managing the investments within our clients' portfolios. That's our storyline. And, and so even though people still have the anxiety and I get calls and text messages on my cell phone and, and emails and all kinds of things, letters even from clients saying, hey, you know, can we talk about this? Can you can you help us out? Can you calm us down? My conversation is, hey, have you watched what we've been doing? We made massive changes in the third week of January when the market hit a really uh, a bad week, about 4% down. We've, we've reshuffled a couple different times some certain positions in the portfolios a couple of weeks back. We started to retweak again. And, and again, it's forever changing because the market's forever changing. I can't completely pull people's anxiety away from them because all you got to do, I mean, think of Think about it. Listen, flip on the, the television. You need five minutes of news to have anxiety or, or help create additional anxiety. Well, you're telling uh, me. Yeah. You, you know, with everything going on in the world. So you have to take everything in context, right? The markets, as far as investments go up and they go down. Yes, we haven't had a big pullback like this since uh, really 2008, 2009 timeframe. So let's put it in context with saying, hey, we were due for a normal pullback anyway. Yeah, Russia, Ukraine didn't help. Yeah, uh, runaway inflation uh, is not helping. Yeah, uh, political policies is not helping, frankly. It's not helping 
bring the anxiety down. And, and, and we kind of need some of that to get back into some normalcy so people won't have the anxiety. Right. And, and uh, you know, you, you alluded to it right there where, you know, you turn on the mainstream media and it's all gloom and doom. I mean, that's and that's how they make money. I get it. But at the same time, it, it doesn't bode well with the average person who, you know, may not know that. It really doesn't. And, and you're right. That's how they make their money. And it's always doom and gloom. Sometimes it's worse than others. And, and again, there's so much potential negative going on in the world, it, you know, don't pay attention to a lot of that. Again, put it in, in perspective and, and look at everything going on. Yeah. Again, if you're, and I've been saying this for, for weeks and even, not just weeks, months now, take a conservative position, watch what goes, you know, goes on, watch what the Federal Reserve does with interest rates. And if you're in a conservative position right now, we can always, and you can always move back into and take advantage of of whenever that next swing up is going to be, and it's going to be one. It's just a matter of being patient here. One of the things that I think folks can be reassured about, especially if they're your clients, is that, you know, the money, if they're retired and the money they need today and this week for the immediate future, well, that's already saved and or that's already safe and where it needs to be. I mean, but, you know, money that they don't need for five or 10 or even 15 years, well, that money is still, there's some risk involved there and that's okay. And to that point, yeah, and you're absolutely right, Steve. So somebody that's retired right now, if they're working with us, we usually have set some money aside in something that's got some safety where they're going to draw income from and have that for the short term and let the market do its thing and run its cycle and not, and not have to worry about it. If somebody's got all their money in, in, the, in a risky position and they're retiring or retired already, you ought to rethink that. And then likely that's not, you're not with us yet if that's the case. But mm-hmm. but if that's the case, if you listen to the radio show and, and you work with a broker advisor, you're not working with somebody and you're all all at risk, uh, you really ought to rethink that because you could be jeopardizing your, your longevity of retirement. And if you, even if you have the ability to go back to work, if you've got the health and, and you have the ability as far as skill set, do you want to go back to work or do you ha- do you, you don't want to have to go back to work is my point. So let's let's relook at what you're trying to do. Let's relook at, at the positions. I call it a, a portfolio x-ray. If somebody comes in, we're going to do a comparison with what they have going on right now, what they potentially should be looking at as far as reallocations and readjustments and make the proper changes before we have another you know, significant pullback. And, and hopefully we come out of this sooner rather than later. But But again, there's a lot of unknowns right now. if you'd like to get some clarification, if we're hitting uh, some things that are of interest to you. You know, one of the things that uh, we talk about is income streams. And I I read the IRS uh, says that the average millionaire has uh, seven income streams. And that's one of the things that I know you do with people is you create these income streams that can be turned on, turned off to just maximize everything that they've got. The whole key with what you just said there is not relying on one source of income i.e. Social Security. Mm-hmm. Um, always having a multiple source of incomes coming in from different directions so that you're not at risk at the mercy of something changing drastically. And let's say, again, Social Security was never designed for the sole source of income. But also, if you have a pension through your workplace or you work for the federal government, you, you likely have a pension there. That's another source of income. And then if you've saved retirement monies, you know, you've got your 401ks, you roll it to an IRA or a Roth IRA, you're, you're drawing incomes from those sources. Maybe you've done some rental income, maybe you're doing an Airbnb and you've got some some uh, rental income coming in. And that's the point. If you start adding up most successful people, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a millionaire or not, but most successful people financially have multiple sources of income and they're not relying on just one source. And that's just a fact. You could ask anybody that's had any financial success and every one of them will tell you they don't have 
all the eggs in one basket, so to speak. Sure. Well, and again, that's that's the thing that working with an advisor, fiduciary, independent, uh, someone with a lot of experience, that's that's the result. I mean, that's what you get. Uh, you know, you get that that reassurance. It, it it's uh, it's about reassurance, yes, but also it's about ideas. You know, if you're coming in here and working with us. Steve, it's a matter of the fact that we've we've got so much experience working with so many hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, for that matter, over the years, that uh, we can guide people along and, and take a snapshot of where they're at right now and make some great recommendations. If they if if somebody's in rental real estate, do you stay in the rental real estate? Do you sell them off? Do you, you are you staying in to pass it on to your to your heirs and your your estate? What is that? I mean, that just as one example, it's it's a it can be a complicated conversation. I'm bringing up real estate because. I have rental real estate and I have these conversations, I'm very versed in real estate, I have these conversations all the time with people that come in because again, typically financially successful people have multiple sources of income and multiple types of investments. They don't have all the money in the stock market. They typically have money in, in rental real estate or, or other assets like that at, that uh, at some point comes into play with their overall uh, retirement plan. And one of the things that the other, the overall retirement plan has to focus on taxes and, and the tax, you know, the tax rates today are as low as they've ever been and they're only going to go up and we don't know when or how much, but that really, I mean, you, you take a lot of pride in being able to uh, mitigate taxes as well. Well, listen, if you look at the current administration's policies and what they're pr uh, proposing for a budget right now and uh, the fact that they uh, are, are looking to increase taxes in every single way they, they possibly can, including inflation, by the way, inflation's a hidden tax, the hidden tax that uh, it's not really talked about as a tax, but guess what? It's if it's affecting everybody. It's 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 affecting everybody to spend more money out of their out of their pockets than uh, they they want to. Let's say so. It's that I call that a tax. But if you look at the the official tax rates on income and investment sources, the the uh, current administration is talking about raising taxes across the board, bringing up uh, capital gains taxes, uh, putting a, a tax on on uh, everybody with a hundred million dollars uh, in assets or higher. Well, let's break this down. And I, I don't have $100 million of assets. And most people, probably hardly anybody here in Maine does. There's some, but few. The point here is, if they start looking at digging into giving a 20% tax on anybody that has $100 million in assets, well, who's to say they don't bring that down to a million or two million at some point? It, it, there's a there's a precedent there set if they start doing that. And now all of a sudden, you, you know, you got a million dollars in assets. And by the way, a lot of people here in Maine have a lot of, uh, a lot of people have a million dollars in assets when you start adding it all up. Are you willing to give up 15 to 20% of the federal government in additional tax just because you've attained some sort of uh, financial uh, wealth success in, in your lifetime? The answer is probably not. I mean, let's face it. We want to pay our fair share and don't get me wrong. Right. But at the end of the day, let's do it across the board and let's not just focus on one class or not. And, and again, those are the kinds of conversations that, that you can have, folks. And again, if that appeals to you, call, give us a call, 800-998-5649. Um, you know, we talk about, um, well, you were talking about inflation, and I found, a, I saw a quote, I almost used it, um, but I'll, I'll share it with you anyway. It's from Warren Buffett, uh, and he says, the, it, the arithmetic makes it plain that inflation is far more a far more devastating tax than anything that has been enacted by our legislatures. The Inflation tax has a fantastic ability to simply consume capital. Yeah. Well, yeah, you think much. about that's a good quote from uh, Buffett. I've not heard that in the past, but but that's a fact is uh, high inflation. We've had the highest inflation in more than 40 years. Um, the Federal Reserve is the only one that they can they can 
use the tools of raising interest rates if they raise them high enough to combat inflation. The double-edged sword here, and it's they don't have the ability to do this, Steve, which means inflation is going to run high and hot for a long period of years, not just a long period of time in months, but years in front of us. Because back in the 70s, when they put rates up to 18, 19%, we didn't have $30 trillion in debt like we have in this country today. So they're backed in the corner. They, the, the great experiment is they can't raise rates to the tune they're talking about. So at some point, either they crash the economy and crash the markets, or they stop raising rates and then let inflation run hot. What do you think they're going to do? I think they're going to let inflation run hot because they obviously don't want to crash the economy and crash the markets. Right. Absolutely. And, and folks, on that note, let's go ahead and take a quick break, Kevin, and come on back and, and let's invite folks to call. Sounds great, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. Hey folks, here it is. This is an opportunity for you to, to sit down, get a financial roadmap put together. Kevin and the team at Frisbee and Associates can really help make that complex world something easy to understand. It's an excellent chance for you to get that true practical financial review. And if you're listening right now, then give us a call. 800-998-5649. You heard Kevin. The next 10 callers are going to get that comprehensive financial review showing you where you are right now. But most importantly, they do become a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. So in short, you've got nothing to lose. Call right away, 800-998-5649, 800-998-5649. When we come back, we've got some inflation survival strategies to help you avoid derailing your retirement plan. In retirement, some people like to take it easy. Uh, let's see, to nap or not to nap. And some people like to go, go, go. And then we went to St. Thomas, then New Orleans, then our grandson's soccer game, then for the theater New York to Bora Bora. You know what the beauty of it is? It's your choice. Ah, live it like you want. If you have the right plan, enter Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649. Funny money or not so funny money? This time, we're talking about funny money. Benjamin Franklin said, a penny saved is a penny earned. But how much is a penny really worth? Well, technically, still one cent, but it depends on when it was minted. If it's a pre-1982 penny, the copper in it's actually worth more. Pennies made before 1982 were 95% copper. Since 2000, the price of copper has risen dramatically, making the meltdown value of these pennies more than the face value of the coin. Based on per pound current value of copper, the copper in each pre-1982 penny is worth 1.7 cents. Melted down, its value is 70% higher. But wait, don't go melting down your pennies just yet. It's illegal. 
Hold on to them, though. If the penny is ever discontinued as legal tender, then melt away. I'm Dave Perkins with Funny Money. Welcome back, everybody. This is Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, of course, author of the book Every Dime Every Day, president of Frisbee and Associates, a fiduciary, independent, all of those things that we like. And, um, you know, Kevin, we, 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 I, I shared that quote with you from Warren Buffett about inflation. And boy, that's it's so true, isn't it? It's interesting how in just a handful of months, Steve, we've gone from having normal retirement conversations to uh, so much focus on inflation because it's such... Uh, it's it's such a detriment to a retiree, pre-retiree, or any American's uh, pocketbook, basically, and, and we're seeing it everywhere. You go to the restaurants right now, and my wife and I go out to eat fairly often, and, and you go to the restaurants, and and uh, if you go to the same restaurant, you'll notice this, but the portions get cut down, mm-hmm. and they start to cut corners, and uh, you know they close certain days of the week because they don't have the staff because of things going on. Just It's fascinating to see the changes right in front of our eyes with things that we're doing every single day because of high inflation. Exactly. And again, that well, that brings to mind. So uh, the, the question, of course, um, are retirees, are, a question that retirees are asking themselves, I think, it's got to be, is my money going to last? Well, uh, we found CNBC senior personal finance correspondent, Sharon Epperson, um, and she shares the results of a new survey on inflation, and it does pretty much shed some light on the subject. A new CNBC and Acorn survey finds nearly half of Americans say they think about rising prices all the time. And more than three quarters say they're worried higher prices will force them to rethink their financial choices. If higher prices persist, more than half say they'll cut back on dining out. 42% will cut back on driving and 40% say they'll cancel a trip or vacation. From coast to coast, many consumers have already cut back. Kevin, I mean, that's exactly what we've been talking about, exactly what you talked about in the last segment. I mean, people are are, are a little upset, a little nervous. A lot nervous. And uh, we well, got high inflation, but the, besides high inflation, and one of the things starting to fuel higher inflation is you got energy costs higher, gas prices at $4 and higher across the country, depending on where you're at. It, here in Maine, particularly, and in, in anywhere in the north part of the United States, you've got high heating costs um, that are eaten into people's budgets. And again, if you go to the gas station and cost you an extra 15 to $20 to fill up your tank, well, you're going to second guess uh, going out to dinner. And uh, just like uh, Sharon Epperson talked about is, is yeah, you're going you're gonna to start to rethink your spending patterns. And now what does that do to the overall economy? You, you got people that own these restaurants and you got, uh, uh, you know, consumer type uh, goods and services that people will slow down purchasing because it's costing them more money in other parts of their lives through high energy costs and higher inflation. Wow. I mean, it's it's really this is a this is a really odd time. And, uh, you know, in it's not like we haven't seen these kinds of things before, but I think for a lot of people, this is completely new. Yeah, you know, I had a, a brand new client, first appointment in my office, uh, I want to say two weeks ago now. And uh, it's it, kind of a funny thing, actually, because um, she come in, she says, um, uh, long story short, she says, I'm a friend of the families. And, you know, we go way, way, way back. Well, we go way back that she knew me when I was in diapers, like way back. Like, way back. Was, That's a couple was, days it, ago. <laughs> it was like a lot of days ago. So it was kind of a cool connection that that she's in my office now and I'm I'm giving them retirement advice. But at the end of that meeting, my, my point here is, 
um, he was looking at retiring uh, in the next few months from his job. And he, you know, he still can, but he, his comments, not mine, because this is a first appointment. I didn't give, give him advice yet. And uh, his point was, listen, I, I feel so uncomfortable right now with everything going on in this world to actually retire, even though they can. It, it's not about if you can or not. It's about what's your comfort level in retiring. And he just felt like, and I think he's going to do this, just my guess, um, you know, before we have that second conversation, I think he's going to wait and and maybe take it another six to 12 months to kind of see how things in this world go. Sure. And, uh, you know, that's not such a negative thing because he's still a younger guy. He's only going to be 65 coming up in June. And, and so at the end of the day, maybe you just take a step back and before you decide to commit to retire and, and just kind of wait six or eight months and, and see what happens with this whole economic situation. And hopefully we come out of it sooner rather than later. But I, I think we're stuck in this in this uh, 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 dip here for, for some time. Sure. So, I mean, what are what can we do, Kevin? In other words, if we're getting closer to retirement, um, are there things that we can do? Are there strategies that you that you sort of wheel out and, and help folks get through it? Well, a couple of things I just mentioned. Maybe you look at delaying retirement okay. and uh, and try to get that you know push that a little further out and uh, and maybe get yourself higher higher Social Security if you still work. You won't collect Social Security, so consider all of those options, right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just saying, throw everything on the table. Let's be really diligent about making the absolute best decision for you and your household, right? And mm-hmm. and some other things is you know what are you going to do uh, after you retire? What what are the you know some of the potential costs of some of your hobbies that you'll do and if they're not going to be very costly, well, maybe this won't be a fact here. But if you're going to do some things that are going to be expensive out of pocket, again, let's let's throw everything on the table. Let's do the Ben Franklin approach, right? Let's take a, a sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle, and put pros in the top left and cons in the top right, and put the pros and the cons and make your decisions without the emotion tied to it. Yeah, I hate my job. I don't want to go back there anymore. I, I understand that. But What's the absolute best situation for you and your, your family right now? And it might be, you know, taking an extra six or eight months or 12 months of work uh, underneath your belt to get past some of these things, hopefully get past some of these things that are some unknowns right now. Well, again, I think that's a small price to pay to, uh, you know, save your retirement. And I mean, we've got to make adjustments. That's really what it's all about. And that's why it's important to have that plan. And that plan needs to be adjusted or readjusted. Well, and, and think about this, like in this case with this couple, if he stays working and he's at the max uh, earnings, uh, he's been there 41 years, a long, long time, he's better off to take and reevaluate that now. And if he decides to stay working for a handful of more months or whatever that ends up being, isn't he better off to do that than all of a sudden abruptly get done and then be forced to go back out there and do something, but it won't be his permanent full-time job. So all of a sudden he doesn't come in at the, his wage now, he comes in at half the wage. You're better off to, to, to make the decision now before you finally leave the workplace instead of being forced back into the workplace, doing something and, and certainly something you probably won't be compensated the same way for. Right, exactly. But again, the, but that's a solution and, and that makes sense. And, you know, we talk about um, sort of, uh, well, repositioning your portfolio. What does that mean? Does that mean just uh, reallocation? Well, not just reallocation. And let me tell you a story. I was down in Boston a couple, well, maybe a month ago now, and I was asked to come in to speak to an advisor group. Uh, so I get flown and, and uh, you know, taken around the country. They want me to come in and train their advisors on proper practices, 
and you know the, to be the best fiduciary you possibly can. I had a couple interesting conversations with some of the uh, advisors in that room after the fact, and let me let, I'm bringing it up because I want people to understand if they're working with the type of advisor I'm talking about here, and I'm going to explain in a second. You want to reconsider, and and here's why I say this. A couple of the advisors that uh, they pulled me aside after after my talk, come up and told me about their practice and how they do things and, and such. And uh, they think about this. Now, I sit with clients 10, 11, 12, 13 appointments sometimes a day. Wow. And because we have client reviews and just a lot of activity going on. And I tell my clients, you don't want me watching your money. And I say that with a, a grin in my face. And the point here is, I'm me. I'm busy meeting clients and strategizing and and doing all that work every single day, all day long with my clients. I have a trading team. We have money managers and portfolio managers behind the scenes that handle all the transactions and actually watch the money every single day. That's what their job is. That's what we pay them to do. And so this couple of advisors come up to me and says, "Yeah, we. This is our practice, and we we do all the management of our our clients' portfolios. We watch all the investments. We make all the choices." And I sat there and I asked, I said, well, how do you do the, do all of that work, which is con- completely critical work, and meet with your clients and give them the best possible advice? Well, we just have to pay, not pay attention to their investments while we're meeting with other clients. And so my thought is, and I, I, did, I stopped the conversation, I didn't want to ask any more questions because I thought, man, you're on a, you're on a pathway to, di- your clients are on a pathway to disaster in a situation where what happens if something happened to you? And all of a sudden, who's managing your client's money, number one? Or what happens if the market starts to tank and and you're in appointments all day? Do you have a trading team behind you? And the answer is no. So I'm bringing it up because if you are listening to the radio show, and I'm, again, this is fresh and I just want people to hear this. If you listen to the radio show and you have a broker advisor that is doing all of that stuff and trying to meet with you and put a financial plan together and make all the changes in your portfolios and, and pick and choose the investments, I will tell you right now, that's a recipe for disaster. Boy, it sure seems like it, Kevin. Um, so, folks, if you are interested in learning some more about perhaps getting your plan shored up, now would be a great time to give Kevin a call. Come on in, sit down, and, and really map it out. Great idea, Steve. For the next 10 people who call us right now, we're going to offer a complimentary financial review of your entire financial and retirement plan. There is no cost for this visit. It's simply a chance for you to get an education about your money so that you can make the best decisions for yourself moving forward. We found that most people don't have a true understanding of three basic things. They don't know how much money they're paying in fees and commissions. They don't know how much unnecessary risk they're taking with their nest eggs. And they don't understand the tax implications of their retirement savings. We will sit down with you and help you understand all of those issues. Many of our radio listeners who go through this process eventually become clients, but others don't. This process isn't designed to turn every listener into a client. It's just an extension of the education that we try to offer on the show. But we can't give specific advice for your unique situation on the radio, so this is an opportunity for you to get answers to some of your specific questions or maybe even answers to some questions that you didn't even know you needed to be asking. If you call right now and you're one of the next 10 callers, not only will you get a financial review and second opinion package, but when you come in, you also get a copy of this brand new, Hot off the press special report that Coach Pete just released for radio listeners only. It's called the Retirement Alpha. It's a nine-page special report about building a solid retirement in a zero-interest environment. Now, keep in mind, folks, this report is invaluable and could save you hundreds or even thousands of dollars in taxes through retirement. So, for the next 10 callers, 
we'll make some time in our calendar to visit with you and give you this complimentary financial roadmap. Hey, folks, don't miss this opportunity. It's it's a really great way to be able to put a financial roadmap together. Kevin and the team at Crisby and Associates can really help make that complex financial world something that is easy to understand. And here's your chance to get a true track practical financial review. It's a phone call away, 800-998-5649. 10 callers right now. We'll get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but more importantly, you'll end up with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. So in short, you've got nothing to lose. Call right away, 800-998-5649. 800-998-5649. There's a lot of confusion about annuities. When we come back, we'll tackle some of the most frequently asked questions about this important tool in the retirement toolbox. Remember that feeling on the last day of school just before summer vacation? How about that feeling you get around 4 o'clock Friday afternoons? Now multiply both of those by 100, maybe 1,000, maybe more. And that's the feeling you get just before you retire if you have the right plan. And you don't have to go it alone. You need someone to set you up with a comprehensive plan avoiding risk and pitfalls and securing lifetime income in your retirement. You need Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800 998 This is a funny money story, and it's both a little funny and a little not so funny. But one thing is certain, it's a pretty good story. It's a story about making a profit, acquiring customers, and how some venture capitalists lose millions of dollars yet they continue to acquire more cash. We get the story from content strategist and writer Ranjan Roy, and he tells the story of a friend of his that owns several independent pizza operations. One day, he started to get complaints about late deliveries. Just one thing, his pizza operations didn't offer delivery. He did a little sleuthing. He discovered a delivery option had somehow appeared on his Google listing. Turns out it was DoorDash. Apparently, that's one method of how DoorDash acquires new customers. Oh, but it doesn't end there. He sells his pizza $24 a piece. However, DoorDash had it listed for $16. Think about it. If somebody would pay DoorDash $16 for a pizza, yet his restaurant got the full $24. So he did the only thing that seemed logical. He ordered 10 pizzas for himself, had them delivered to a friend's house. It worked. His restaurant was paid $24 a piece and the customer paid $16, boom, eight bucks profit per pizza. The money was free. A seamless transfer from SoftBank's deep venture capital line pockets to his business bank account. So they tried it again, only this time, they only sent out pizza dough. Same thing, $75 pure profit. Surely DoorDash would figure this out. Well, they didn't. And here's where the venture capitalists come in. In this case, SoftBank. They are the money behind DoorDash, who, by the way, lost $450 million, generating $800 million in revenue last year. Let me say that again. They lost $450 million, generating $800 million. What's wrong with this picture? Is it any wonder, then, why the potential Uber Eats takeover of Grubhub has hit a brick wall? Hey, we're back. 
back on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, of course, uh, uh, well, he's the president of Frisbee and Associates. He's an author of uh, a book called Every Dime Every Day, a great book as well. You got another book coming out, Kevin? You thinking about it? <laughs> I've not. I've not. I've, I actually have thought about it, and there's a lot I could talk about and say, and and particularly, hey, it might be an interesting thing where you know, 14, 15 years being a licensed uh, advisor here, working with thousands of clients over the years. Um, maybe I start uh, writing a book about stories and uh, things that you know that I've seen that uh, hasn't panned out for people, and things that I've seen that are successful. Maybe you got me thinking now, Steve. Well, I think that's a great idea because I mean, I get I hear all these stories and they're fantastic, but there's also but there's a lesson in the stories that you tell. Well, there's there's always lessons in life, right? And yeah. uh, from my vantage point, sitting in my seat every year and listening to all these, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of new conversations every year, it's fascinating. It's it's just incredible to to see what people have done in their life successfully and not successfully. And and again, if you can compile all of that in a roadmap, right, in, in mm -hmm. a kind of a guide, uh, and maybe help some people accelerate their success as far as finances and, and maybe prevent from making some of the mistakes that I've seen people make. And uh, I, I'll, I'll contemplate that, Steve. All right, cool. Well, great. Um, because I think, you know, yeah, I think people would really enjoy that. And and who knows, you could make it a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Make it a screenplay. There you go. All right. All right. We got to jump into this, uh, this segment. We're talking about income in retirement. And we're talking about something that is, um, it's, well, it can be a hot button issue. I mean, there's a lot of other hot buttons today. But we've often talked about annuities and how, you know, they really aren't a four-letter word. They're not for everybody. And there's different kinds. And so let's just kind of break it down. And, and so an annuity, just what is an annuity? Just in a nutshell. In a nutshell, an annuity is an insurance company's uh, so-called investment product uh, that they put out there. All annuities are put out by insurance companies and insurance companies only. Um, they're a vehicle. They're a tool. Uh, they're utilized for a lot of different things. And uh, there's some annuities that you want to stay clear of. There's some annuities that you want to maybe take take a peek at and, and see if it might fit part of the strategy and retirement plan. And again, we're not anti-annuity. We're not necessarily pro-annuity. We're making sure that we're bringing the right tools that fit our client's approach and what they're trying to do with their retirement. Well, you're solution-oriented, and if that becomes part of the solution, then good. And, and like I said, it's not for everybody. I like that term, solution-oriented, because, again, we've got the ability, being fiduciaries, to look everywhere in the market at what is a tool, what might be a fit, and then put that plan together and bring those pieces to the table, and then let's talk through figuring out what is a best fit and not a best fit for our, our clients need. So it is, it really is. And our whole approach, Steve, as you know, is, is solution oriented mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, really social security is, is an annuity just for, I mean, that makes sense, right? Yeah. So let's do a comparison like that. So sure. if, if you have a pension, if you work for the uh, paper mills or, or the federal government or, or call it what you want, who you work for, if you've got a pension that is coming out, it's coming from where? If you look at the, uh, the, the pay stub, right? It comes from an annuity. That's what a uh, that's what a pension is. They take that money, they invest it internally within their pension fund and invest in relatively conservative investments and pay a certain amount of income every month as a guaranteed life, lifetime payment, hence called uh, a pension, but it, it's technically an annuity. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And, and um, so what's, what's the downside to an annuity? Uh, most downsides to annuities is there's usually a contract time period and usually liquidity. You're not usually uh, accessible to the full liquidity. Let me give an example. It, in an in a easy explanation, there's basically three different types of annuities. 
you have uh, what we call MIGAs, M-Y-G-A. It stands for multi-year guaranteed annuity. What are they? They're fixed interest rate annuities that are put up by insurance companies that, ha- that pay uh, a certain amount of interest for a certain period of time, you know, two, three, four, five, seven, ten years. Most of the popular ones in the MIGAs, multi-year guaranteed annuities or five-year uh, annuities. And the example is, and, and where these fit in a portfolio, if you have uh, money in a bank and you have a CD account, especially the CDs that are renewing right now, what are, you, what are the rates you're getting? What are the rates that the bank's offering? They're going up a little bit with interest rates going higher, but not very much. You're getting a, a percent, a half a percent, less than 2% for sure. You're not getting anything really at the banks and credit unions anymore. So people say, hey, I don't want, I don't want to have any risk in the market at all. I want to get a little bit of gains on my money. So what they'll do is they'll go to a, an insurance company and find out what the best rates are. And right now you might be able to find something in the three, three and a quarter percent range for a five-year multi-year guaranteed rate. And so it's a guaranteed, no uh, no bells and whistles, no fees. That's what a MIGA is. All right. Okay, Simple. sure. Pl- plain Jane, I use them to, or we use them to compete with CDs. Okay. On the other end of the spectrum is what I call a variable annuity. Well, the term variable by itself means it's 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 adjustable, and so variable is it's at risk. Most uh, variable annuity companies have what they call sub accounts. They buy mutual fund type investments within the sub within the sub accounts, so you have market risk. That's one thing about a variable annuity. You don't have guarantees of principal. Number two is they're typically very expensive to the client. I've seen as high as four and a quarter percent. So the fees that go within a variable annuity or anywhere from two to 4% annually. Well, to me, that absolutely makes zero sense. If you're looking to do fee-based investing in a tactical portfolio, if you're even north of 2%, you ought to turn around and run away from wherever the, the, the person's pitching that to you. It, it's very expensive. There's no sense in having market risk in a variable annuity and pay those kind of fees is my point. Well, okay. And I know you want to talk about another one, but I want to ask about a variable annuity. If they're that pricey and if they're that expensive who's selling them and and why <laughs> commissions um, okay. that's the straight answer i mean they, right. whatever the uh, reps getting paid for commission to sell them and so if you go to and i can't name them uh, but if you go to a big box shop uh, i call them a big box shop because right. they have these representative offices uh, all across the country a big big company name they have a separate annuity company underneath their umbrella and so the the uh, the brokers that sell the investments underneath that big box shop will circle in and bring that variable annuity from the, the it looks to be from a separate company, but it's not. It's under underneath the same umbrella, and they they're very expensive. They're three three and a quarter three and a half percent annual fees, but the rep and the company that design these variable annuities underneath this insurance company get high compensation and high investment fees to the mother company. So it's all about the commissions and what the companies and the representatives are making. Unfortunately, I'm just being straight with people. That's that's really why people are being sold these. and not being sold something as a solution. They're being sold something and pitched something for a commission rate. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Because that's the thing. And that, that's, what, that's what's different about what you do at Frisbee and Associates. Okay. So let's talk about the other kind of annuity. Yeah. The one in the middle, I would say, is a mixture of a fixed type product with the potential to get relatively competitive gains, not big market gains, but competitive gains, depending on market performances, depending on how you allocate. So it's called the fixed indexed annuity. 
And the, 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 just in the name itself, the fixed part is your principal is fixed, guaranteed by the insurance company that it cannot go below the principal unless you do withdrawals. All right. So mm -hmm. that the, it, you have no market risk. If the market tanks, your, your principal's there. The indexed part means you can tie it to an S&P 500 index or a Barclays Trailblazer index or some sort of index that you can potentially participate in market gains, not have any downside and get a competitive rate of return, usually more than a, the, the MIGAs. And all of a sudden now you've got a vehicle to give yourself some stability in retirement. And where I like to use one of the index annuities in a portfolio is in today, today meaning th this environment's a perfect example. If you, if you had a, an index annuity and no market risk and you had market monies and you should have both, all of a sudden, if, if you're starting to take withdrawals out and you're, you're, you know, supplement your income with your retirement monies, I'm a bigger, um, you, you want to think about this. You, you want to start taking money from the annuity as income when the stock market is down. Why? Because you want to leave your stock market account, market account alone and not take your withdrawals out of that so you can give the market time to come back and not lock in losses. So the index annuity gives you the tool to do distribution planning, proper distribution planning to minimize locking in losses when the markets have fluctuations like we've seen the last three or four months. And one of the things too is, and if a fixed indexed annuity is not all your eggs in one basket. That's just a part of your portfolio that, that you want to have see grow. That's right. And again, here's the downside of a fixed index annuity. You have limited liquidity. And let's say you have $100,000 you park in there. You are able to get $10,000 penalty-free every single year from that $100,000 account. So it doesn't tie up your money completely. It gives you some liquidity built in through the course of a contract. And that's just, it, you know, again, it's, it's, it's really, it really should be used for distribution planning, especially in the market events like what we've seen the last few months. So are there taxes on annuities uh, on the income that you generate from an annuity? Oh, of course. So a lot of times, I, mean, I say most times, people roll some retirement monies like an IRA or part of the 401k into one of those. Okay. So all that money rolls over tax-free into the annuity and it stays as an IRA. So anything that comes out of that account anyway is, is taxable income, like it would be coming out of an ordinary IRA because it is an ordinary IRA. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, so that makes sense. So, folks, if you want to have that conversation, see, annuities are not a four-letter word. They seem to make a lot of sense for some people. And uh, on that note, let's see if we can get some people to pick up the phone and give us a call, Kev. Sounds great, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. Hey, folks, here we go. This is it. Make that phone call while you're thinking of it, 800-998-5649. It's an opportunity to sit down, get a financial roadmap put together, a, a true practical financial review. And again, if you've never done it before, there's no time like the present. Don't procrastinate. Simply make that phone call, 800 998 
800-242-5649. You're going to get a comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, of course, but more importantly, you'll walk out the door with a roadmap, a guide that is going to help get you to where you need to be. 800-998-5649. 10 callers right now. 800-998-5649. Questions from listeners are next, and we'll get as many as we can right after this. Letting the clock run out on his social security to age 70 for maximum benefits. And here comes the Roth conversion. He's locked in for income for life. He's got some outstanding coaching with that annuity plan. He's created his own pension as well. And it looks like he's going to go all the way. Play your best retirement game. Call Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee. 800-998-5649. 800-998-5649. The original Borders Bookstore was founded in 1971 in Ann Arbor, Michigan by brothers Tom and Lewis Borders. Borders was acquired in 1992 by Kmart, which had acquired mall-based book chain Walden Books eight years earlier. But Kmart had a tough time with the book division. In the Borders acquisition, Kmart merged the two companies, hoping that Borders executives would help with the struggling Walden Books. But several high-ranking Borders management staff left the company and Kmart executives to deal with the problems of an even bigger company and increasing competition from Barnes & Noble and Crown Books. Facing its own financial issues, Kmart spun off Borders and a highly structured stock purchase plan. The newly formed company was initially called Borders Walden Group and by the end of the same year renamed simply Borders Group. In 2003, Borders had 1,249 stores using the Borders and Walden Books names. There were also international stores as well. The last year that Borders made a profit was in 2006. Its yearly income dropped by $1 billion over the next four years. On November 5th, 2009, Borders announced it would close some of its Walden bookstores in an effort to improve the profitability of its specialty retail operations. By January 2010, 182 stores had been closed. On February 16, 2011, the company announced that it had filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. The company also announced the liquidation and closing of 226 stores. A United States bankruptcy judge approved a petition to liquidate. This resulted in the company converting their Chapter 11 case to Chapter 7. On July 22, 2011, Borders started closing its remaining 399 stores with a phased rollout. Business operations ceased in September 2011. Former rival and the current second largest chain of bookstores in the United States, Books a Million, had made a bid to acquire 30 to 35 stores and their assets on July 19, 2011, the day liquidation was approved by the courts. The two sides, however, were unable to come to an agreement suitable to all parties. Books a Million later resurrected its offer to buy portions of Borders Group, purchasing the leases for 14 stores in primarily New England and Pennsylvania. Borders USA closed the doors of its remaining stores on Sunday, September 18, 2011. The Borders online store closed on September 27, 2011. A banner then appeared on their website, allowing users to browse, but directed them to Barnes & Noble to complete their purchases. back on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. One more segment to go. Kevin is an author, uh, Every Dime Every Day, and uh, maybe another book. Uh, <laughs> I'll just keep bugging you, Kevin. <laughs> so, But again, he's also president of Frisbee and Associates. Got a great team of folks there, Kevin. I, and I know I, I have a chance to work with, with two of your really 
great guys, Lance and Jeff, both. Uh, they've both been on the show and, and both really knowledgeable. And, and I know that you've got other folks too, like Peter Hansen and AJ Harmon. And I mean, there are just, you are just building this, this solid team of folks. And, and Derek Hewitt's another one uh, down in the Saco office. We've got a brand new Saco location um, down in Saco that uh, Derek and, and uh, Peter work out of. So, and I know a lot of uh, the listeners are, are clients have become clients and, uh, and know exactly what I'm talking about. A couple of these guys down in the Saco location in Southern Maine are doing a, a, a phenomenal job. Uh, it was about a year ago I added uh, Peter and, and Derek to the mix and uh, things have just been great. Um, you know, they, they're, they're professionals, they're veterans in the business. And again, by by getting traveled around the country, talking with the other advisors and groups of advisors, I've had the benefit to, to be fair. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to be open and honest with everybody right here, right? I'm always mm-hmm. open and honest anybody, but when it comes to advisors, I didn't just find these people by accident. I've had the vantage point of talking with so many advisors. I, I was able to cherry pick them from other organizations and, and I just felt like, Hey, they were perfect fit for what we believe here at Frisman Associates and how we approach things, educational approach. And, and at the end of the day, um, I was able to lure them away from other groups. And uh, fortunately, uh, you know, it's been a win for, for all of us. Sure. And again, it's part of the excitement of, of you know, you're building that business. And, and really, more importantly than that, though, you're teaching people and, you know, educating people because, well, April is Financial Education Awareness Month. I, I, we, we should spend every month in, in the course of 12 on financial education because we're such uh, a needy country right now for uh, financial education, particularly in our schools. You know, that's why I think the show is important because you're, you know, you're sharing the knowledge that that we should all have. I mean, you were just telling me uh, the, a listener who, uh, who tries to answer the questions before you do. I mean, that's great. Yeah, I heard that a couple of weeks ago and I thought it was great. You know, he, they, he he listens every weekend and he listened to this segment we're about to do and all these uh, email link questions that people have. He, he says, listen, I listen to those and I'm trying to answer them before you answer them. And I, I get most of them right. So so again, that that is a great example of he's listening every week. He's paying attention. He he's uh, he's he's doing a good job of of educating himself with the information we're putting out there. All right, let's jump into these questions and see how we do. Uh, Jerry is in Norway. And, uh, he's wondering. Uh, he says, "I'm turning 72 in November. When will I be required to take my first RMD, required minimum distribution? And can I avoid taking the initial withdrawal and the second withdrawal in the same year?" So, turning 72 in November, Jerry. So, right now, uh, the first year you turn uh, your required minimum distribution age, most people I'm going to tell to take it by December. 31st that year, but you've got one uh, reprieve where you're allowed to take it up to April 1st, not April 15th like tax filing deadline, but April 1st of the following year. But the, 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 the piece to that is if you do that, you have to take two by the end of December 31st of the following year. So of 23, for example, in this case. So you want to probably take, depending on tax situation, you probably want to just get it done and clean it up and get it done before the end of 2022, mm-hmm. since you turned 72 this year. All right, Jerry, uh, 800-998-5649. Let's go to Norm in Augusta. Uh, Norm says, I want to have money to leave to my children after retirement and my passing. If I have a million dollars saved at retirement and I apply the 3 or 4% rule and only take withdrawals at that rate, for the rest of my life, will my initial investment still be a million dollars after 30 or more years in retirement if I invest 50-50 in stocks and bonds? That's a great question. And uh, the, the old, and he's saying 3 or 4%. Um, you know, the old 4% rule, the guy that actually wrote that 20-something-odd years ago actually come out 
at, in the fall of last year and, and said that it's probably not the right accurate number based on today's world. <laughs> you know, 20 years ago or 25 years ago when he wrote that, uh, we had a different situation. And now with high inflation, I, I would challenge that 4% rule because if you're taking only 4%, you're probably falling backwards uh, with inflation. The rule of thumb I, I usually build into a model is 6%. And again, I don't think inflation is going to stay above 6% for 10 or 15 years, but you want to play that out to say, hey, if inflation is high in the 6 to 7% range, like it is right now for the next 10 or 15 years, let's think about 6% withdrawal rate. Let's let's maintain your income with uh, inflation, right? Building the inflation factor to that. If, if, you, if you're getting 6% withdrawals off your portfolio, you've got to allocate your portfolio properly to make sure you have at least 6% rate of return. If you look at the S&P 500, going back to before the Great Depression, back to the year 1900, it's averaged 8.5% uh, net of dividends and fees. So you want to look at that as a benchmark and say long time, 6% should be a fair number that you uh, withdraw and safely feel like the, that you're going to be able to leave behind a million dollars to your kids. Okay. Wow. That, I mean, I, I appreciate what he's trying to do and and uh, the fact that you can sort of help make that happen. <laughs> I, I was with a couple the other day. Uh, They're in the office. We're doing an appointment. I jumped up on the whiteboard and and uh, <laughs> it's so funny to have these conversations. She chimes in and says, and he didn't tell you the other thing he's he wants to talk about. This is her talking about him as he's sitting there, right? Yeah. I said, well, t t tell me what you wanted to tell me. She's like, yeah, he wants to make sure he leaves all this money uh, to, to the kids. I said, well, let's let's look at the big picture here. And it's doable. And I laid out that 6% uh, annual withdrawal rate. And based on what they have for Social Securities and other pensions, it actually was more money than they actually need to supplement the other pensions and, and Social Security monies. And ultimately, they're going to leave more than 400000 to the kids because they don't quite need the full 6%. So it's a win-win when you lay it out like that. She was thinking negatively of the fact that he wanted to leave the money to the kids. But then when you lay it out like that, it's going to be that they probably will will be able to leave that and more to the kids. All right. Well, great. 800-998-5649. I like your solutions. Uh, Phyllis is in Herman, uh, says, my spouse and I are 70 and 67 years old and retired. We have a fixed and variable annuity. Is this a good investment for monthly income? We sometimes need extra income for home maintenance. Well, well Phyllis, thanks for writing in and... Uh, uh, take a listen to the last segment of the show when I yeah, talked about exactly. annuities. You know, that that really answers it. Uh, I'm not a fan of variable annuities, uh, very expensive. Um, and let's say you need extra money for home home maintenance and expenses. If you're in a variable annuity the last four months, what ha has happened to the variable annuity uh, account values? They've gone down just like the stock market has gone down. Plus, they've gone down the additional fee that, fees that you're being charged. So it's not the optimum vehicle to have as a retiree or any anybody for that matter. Um, I would say relook at that variable annuity, maybe look at some solutions to get out of it. All right. So uh, there you go, Phyllis, 800-998-5649. Well, I'm going to jump to uh, Jane uh, because that also is an annuity question. Might as well fit that one in. Uh, Jane is in Freeport, says, should I consider investing in an annuity or stick with my long-term stocks if I don't like the unreliability of the market. Hey, Jane, thanks for writing in. So here's the tricky part here about looking at annuities versus long-term stocks. If your long-term stocks are non-retirement, if you decide to do something differently with them, you're going to be looking at a tax event, a long-term capital gains tax event. If your long-term stocks are in a IRA type chassis, then if you did roll it to an annuity, it wouldn't create a tax event going into the annuity. And it could be if it's retirement monies, maybe we do a mix and keep some long-term winners and try to pick and choose what might be a better fit to, to carve out of that 
But if it's not retirement monies, um, I would tell you to second guess that and not create a big tax event and maybe look at carving off some of the long-term stocks and doing something differently over time. Okay. Well, worth having a conversation, certainly. And uh, I mean, she is thinking the right way. Yeah, for sure, Steve. I mean, at, at the end of the day, unreliability of the market's a concern for people right now, particularly in today's world. Um, but long-term stocks, you know, typically have uh, some some appreciation there. So tax, see, we're, we're always talking about tax minimization. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and tax situations where it affects what you will make for choices and decisions, just like this example that she's talking about. Sure. Uh, all right, let's see. we got time for one more. Let's go to Melvin in New Gloucester. Uh, he says, I recently heard you mention a stretch IRA and how it's no longer an option. What happened and is there an alternative? Well, yeah, the stretch IRA used to be you could leave your retirement account to your kids, grandkids, or other beneficiaries, and they could stretch it out over their lifetime. And uh, that rule changed with Secure 2.0. Oh, one, uh, the first uh, Secure 2.0 Act that they put out there. Now, as a retirement account is left behind, it has to be liquidated over a 10-year period and not stretched out over a lifetime. So that's the difference between a stretch IRA. It used to be able to be stretched over the next person's lifetime, the beneficiary's lifetime. Now it's a uh, maximum 10-year window that those funds need to get liquidated out of that retirement account. Okay, so is is there an alternative? And I guess I guess we talked about this a couple of weeks ago um, where we talked about Roth conversions and maybe that's a way to you know pass on that generational wealth. Yeah, there's not an alternative to getting around the 10-year window, but right, there is an alternative that. to minimizing taxes, and that could be by way of Roth conversions. If you look at, uh, right now, starting to look at converting monies to a Roth from a traditional IRA standpoint, if, you're, if it's in a Roth chassis, they're still going to have to take that money over 10 years, but there's zero tax on that Roth money. And by the way, now that the stock market has declined and it's down, it's an optimum time to look at Roth conversions because if you convert, you can keep the same investments, but you're going to convert at a lower basis of your investments in the market based on market values today. So you're going to get a, probably a, a much higher appreciation when the market rebounds. So it's going to be more Roth uh, rebound, and you're locking in some of the uh, some of the points of the market right now. So it, it's something to consider when you're talking Roth conversions today. All right, 800-998-5649. And on that note, Kevin, let's go ahead and uh, invite folks to call one last time. Sounds great, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. 800-998-5649. Kevin is there for you to help put together that financial roadmap. Here's your chance to get a true practical financial review. And if you're listening, then call us 800-998-5649. 10 callers right now. We'll get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today. You'll also get all of the extras, the portfolio x-ray, the social security analysis, all of that, no cost, no obligation. 
It's a phone call away, 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. Kevin, as always, one of my favorite hours of the week right here. Yeah, it always flies by, Stephen. We have so much we could talk about. I could go on for three more hours, but I don't think everybody wants to listen to us for three more hours. So I'll let them get on their weekend and uh, do their thing and uh, have a great weekend. We will return the calls within an hour of the show winning from everywhere that calls for either a consultation or uh, some of the giveaways we're uh, giving away. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Kevin Frisbee and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.